Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Rundown, where we talk about 2A news and conservative views. I will be your host today, Craig Deleuze, coming at you from the West Coast, the Left Coast, behind the Iron Curtain, otherwise known as the Sierras. But as we all know, I do not do this program by myself. That's right. My name is Mike Pirowarski. I lend a hand when I can as the co-host. I am from the East Coast, so I'm the co-host with the most from the coast with the most. Here on The Rundown, 2A views conservative news craig how is day three of your uh, weekend uh it is going just fine okay we'll <laughs> move on then it is going <laughs> phenomenal uh actually just been uh, uh getting a lot of stuff done but still been able to relax things have slowed down a little bit for me that's been phenomenal tonight planning on enjoying some uh some spirits and sticks with uh with some folks uh some good 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 conservative folks this evening Good for you. Good for you. Good for you. Yeah, we folks, we say it's the third day of the weekend because, you know, we like to start our weekend on Wednesday if we can, at least some point during the day. But, you know, Craig, you know what most other people call today, right? What? Day five of the hostage situation. Day five of the hostage situation. Well, now, depending on where you're at, because now where you're at, usually the hostage situation is ending sometime around now. For me, yes. in where I'm at, it would usually last at least another three hours, although that last hour, we're really kind of pretending. We're free, but we ain't free, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. right about now is when the SWAT team's coming through the door. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. That's about, that's about how it works, and uh, hopefully yeah. they're carrying a bottle of bourbon. There you go. That's exactly right, yeah. <laughs> For, for medicinal purposes, of course. Medicinal purposes. Obviously, we need a way in which to overcome the trauma, the, the trauma of having been held hostage for five days by, uh, yeah. by, by you know, some dude who decided he was going to also give us money yeah, for the week. Exactly. Yeah, it's uh, it's medicinal because if you don't give me that bottle, you're going to need a doctor. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I'm down yeah. with that. I'm down with that. Yeah. Yeah. All right, before we get started in the rest of the program, why don't you just do us a favor and give us a quick shout out to our sponsors. Yeah, let's say hello to our good friends over at uh, Hitman Industries. That's hitmanindustries.net, hitmanindustries.net. Odds are if you've got an AR in the past five years, you probably have one of their barrels already. But now you can buy from them direct. So uh, if you want a new barrel for your rifle, you want a new build, a new barrel rifle for a new build, get it. Go to them. Go to hitmanindustries.net. The California Republican Assembly, he's fighting a good fight from behind enemy lines. Make sure you reach out to them and find out how you can assist. And then, of course, if you want some awesome combat gear, some tactical gear, go to uscombatgear.com. You're right. We are so dating ourselves with that. But you know what? I don't care because I have fun when I say that. And that's what matters, Craig. Your exactly. Fun. The fun that we are having. <laughs> but folks, look. Uh, what also matters is that you actually visit our sponsors. Here's the deal. They bring us to you so that we can bring you to them. Uh, so do us a favor. Uh, take a second. Uh, head on over to their websites. Uh, the link is in the description to this program. So it's, we make it real simple for you. If you like what you see, uh, kick, them down some, kick them down some cash. Spend some money with them and uh, make sure to let them know that it was the guys over at the Rundown that sent you. There you go. Also yeah. want to encourage you. I'm pretty sure you've already done it. If you're a regular to this program, make sure you like, share, and subscribe. Uh, once again, uh, the algorithms, you know, Google and Facebook and all of them, they're doing everything possible to make sure that you can't find us. or that, But you've found us. But they're trying to make sure that your friends can't find us. Well, 
you know, don't keep us to yourselves. Spread us around. Share us with your friends. Let them know. Hey, if you want to watch, you can watch us on YouTube. You can watch us on OpsLens. Uh, you can watch us on Spotify. Uh, you can watch us on Facebook. Uh, also, but maybe maybe they just want to listen to the program, right? Maybe they want to listen while they're driving. Uh, they can also listen, once again, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Podcast Addict. However, wherever you get your podcasts, you can also listen. Uh, so make sure you just let them know uh, that they can do that. So tell them, tell them now, because uh, they're missing out on all of this, you know, good to a conservative goodness. Listen, Craig just said he was fun, folks. So you want to share fun, fun Craig. He, he's actually the king of fun. He's the fun king. We call him around here. We, we no, we do. We call him the we call him the the funking Craig. That's what you know. Funking so. Craig. That does not sound <laughs> right. <laughs> Here, Don't say it too fast. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to say you don't want to say that one too fast. You might you might get in trouble with the profanity police. Oh, all right, okay, all right. Also, folks, this is Freeback Friday. This is where we're paying attention. We're looking at your comments. So if you got something to say, you want to comment on whatever it is that we're talking about. You want us to share that comment. Go ahead and uh, put it in. Once again, however you're watching us, if you're watching us live. Right now, if you're watching, I'll be honest with you. If you're listening to the podcast, you're not watching us live. If you're watching us on Spotify, you're not watching us live. But if you're any any of the other ways, well, let me take that back. With the exception of uh, Rumble, but any of the other ways, uh, it, or by the way, Opslens, no, you're not watching us live either. Sorry, don't know what to tell you. Uh, <laughs> But any of the other ways, uh, you can actually give us a comment, or even if you're not watching this live, give us a comment, and we will respond uh, as we well as we can. Yes, we agree. We agree on that. Yes. All right. Let's go ahead and get into our first story. Um, we knew as soon as they started coming up with the ghost gun bans or the bans on unserialized firearms, we knew that it was going to be. Uh, constitutionally dubious at best. Uh, and we are now starting to see uh, court after court is now ruling that that is in fact the case. And in the latest decision, uh, a federal judge decided that a ban on guns with serial numbers removed uh, has been deemed unconstitutional. Now, this particular ruling, uh, as reported by Reuters, uh, came out of West Virginia and dealt with a West Virginia rule that was that where there was a federal ban on possessing a gun with its serial number removed. Um, now, technically, uh, this is not a ghost gun, but we all know that many in law enforcement are actually reporting these firearms as though they were, in fact, ghost guns. So I think, I don't know, I think this is a pretty big ruling. In particular, I think when you start to read uh, the, uh, the opinion or at least the, the justification behind the ruling. Yeah, this one... Um... I got to say, Craig, actually came as quite a surprise. Uh, you know, did, did not see this one coming. Uh, now, did see ghost, ghost guns, air quotes, folks, ghost guns for uh, like a, when you buy a ghost gun kit, you know, so when you buy a gun kit, when you buy a, whether it's an 80% receiver or, you know, polymer 80, whatever it happens to be, did see that, you know, going, going to court and, uh, you know, trying to get a, a determination on that. Did not see it, however for guns that have had serial numbers removed from them. Now, one of the reasons people remove serial numbers, we know this, is to, uh, uh, is to obscure the serial number so you can't tell if it's uh, stolen or not. You know, it's been reported stolen along, along those lines. So 
you know, with the new Bruin test uh, under the Supreme Court case, uh, New York State Rifle Pistol Association versus Bruin, you have uh, a new two-pronged test you have to use, or standard, two-pronged standard you have to use when considering Second Amendment cases. And that's one, the actual text. You have to, you have to read the actual text and take it at uh, face value. And then two, uh, a h historical uh, context. You know, has it ever happened before? Have we ever done anything like this before? You have to do that. Well, this judge looked at a gun with a serial number removed and said, you know, all guns started out with no serial numbers. It's only until 1968 it became the law. So the historical context here says it's unconstitutional. Right. Well, that's and that's the problem. And I think that's once again, when you start looking at the context, all of a sudden these things start to become kind of kind of revealed now the question is does this does now does this own ruling only cover when it's been removed or does this cover fire also include firearms where there is no serial number i believe craig we're going to have to see uh the judge give a little further information on this this is this is just now being absorbed by the the uh, the pro-gun and the anti-gun side uh and i believe we're gonna have to see further further clarification from him you know an additional uh, additional uh, set of findings for him to determine if it's all guns without serial numbers or just guns that have had serial numbers removed because it would seem to apply to me I'm not a smart man but if i remove the serial number that's worse if it had no serial number at all right so it would apply to both right well the whole point of having a serial number is so that you can potentially quote unquote or potentially uh, register it and, I, you know, and I think that that since the courts have long held that gun registries are, in fact, unconstitutional, uh, I, I see no reason why why you would be required to include a serial number on a firearm. Yeah. Let me give you a, a little example, folks. Um, it's your personal property. Now, those of you that have cars, I'm sure you're saying to yourself, well, I have a, you know, a license plate that attaches to my car. I have a VIN number on my car and I'm required to keep those on there. I can't take the VIN number off the car. That's illegal. Well, that's because cars, Craig, are a, uh, a, a privilege and not a right. There's no constitutional right to have an automobile. If you want to have one and take part in the interstate and road and county city traffic systems, you must maintain it according to road and city and county laws. Right. The firearm, on the other hand, the firearm, on the other hand, is, is not subject to that. We, we know this from the Constitution. So uh, this would be akin to if I wanted to remove a serial number from my I don't know from my from my computer right here. If I wanted to scratch my 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 serial number off my computer, uh, there's nothing to stop me from doing that. Right, absolutely nothing. Uh, kind of like there's nothing to keep you from removing the tag on your mattress. Oh, there is a law. No, that's a law. Don't do that. <laughs> it says right. It says right there. It's a law. Yeah. It says right okay. there. It is illegal to remove the tag from your mattress. I still have yet to figure out exactly what is the point of that law. Well, I'm not I'm not tearing it off and finding out. So <laughs> I shall comply. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can mess around and find out if you want to. I'm not. Doing <laughs> well, there you go. See, there are there are some points at which even even Mike Michael Piwaworski, some 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 ways in which they will not challenge the government or well, the see, mattress it's, police. It's a, privilege. it's a privilege for me to sleep with a pillow. If I tear that tag off and the mattress police show up. I'm done. What am I going to sleep on the floor and be? I'll be right, but be sleeping on the floor. I'm not doing that. You are suspended from all all rights to be able to sleep in a bed from now yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. 
That's right. This ain't Vegas, and this is not under a park bench, so it's not happening here. Yeah. Exactly. That's yeah. how that stuff works. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. Let's move on to our next story. Uh, you know, the, this, this, okay, so what I love about this particular story, and this has to do with the Steele dossier, is that the more we dig into the Steele dossier, the more we realize, and I think most of us realize, that it was full of a bunch of hogwash from the very beginning. There was a, it was a bunch of, of lies published. But what's funny is, is that the more that uh, investigators uh, uh, dig into it, uh, and Durham is the investigator that is the one, in fact, that is doing this, and it, it's even now, even the mainstream media is now having a report on some of the stuff that's coming out. Uh, and, you know, in this particular case, now with The Guardian, you know, is a left-wing British publication, but even they are now reporting how, how jacked up the, <laughs> the, the Steele dossier was. In fact, uh, what they're reporting, and they're not the only ones reporting it, they're just, they're just the, the, the entity that is not behind a paywall <laughs> that I could pull the story up for. They are now reporting that sources in, uh, in, in the Russian analyst's Trump dossier fabricated. Now, 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 mind you, the Russian analyst was basically what they did was they faked it. What, what happened was uh, you, had, uh, you had Christopher Steele, who basically was offered a million dollars. Or was it two million? No, I think it was two million dollars. He was offered two million dollars to verify or to, 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 to ratify, basically to confirm uh, provide confirmation that the stuff that in that was in the Steele dossier was in fact real, uh, and he did not take the money. He would not take the money because, as it turns out, the Russian analyst that supposedly he got the information from, yeah, that person never actually existed. So not only was it a lie, but it was a lie that they lied about. I mean, Mike, come on, man. They, they I mean, and by the way. The more they realized, they knew this. They knew this. And yet and still, the Steele dossier wound up in, the, in, in, in a number of FISA applications. Yeah, numerous. Um, Craig, my, my only concern with this is you say, and the article says, that uh, this person in Russia never existed. Right. Well, if you look through the course of history... There was a lot of people in the Soviet Union that existed and then all of a sudden never existed. Never existed. Well, what we know is that we know we already knew the information was fake. This is Correct. just reporting that the person who supposedly fed Christopher Steele the information was fake. So who knows? Maybe that person's gone, dead, whatever. Uh, but what we, well, we still know that the information was, was false. We still know that it wasn't verified. Uh, and yet and still, it was the sort, it was the, the key document used uh, in, in many of the FISA warrants uh, involved in the investigation that, oh, by the way, resulted in absolutely nothing. Yes. Yes, Craig, now that we have, again, like you said, more information, again, additional information that this dossier was garbage, that this dossier was used to, you know, file warrants with the FISA court. You know, now that we have more information on this, I say we ignore all things Hillary Clinton and we do another raid on Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate. I, there you go. Why not? No, I think we should do Trump Tower this time. Trump Tower this time? Okay, gotcha, gotcha. I think yeah. Trump Tower. Just that's, because. That's, that's what the liberal side's going to do. That's what the Democrats yep. are going to do. <laughs> going to, this is going to be presented to them and they're going to go, huh, 
But what about Trump? You know, and then they're going to do something there again. It is amazing the degree to which they will go. I actually watched the January 6th committee hearing yesterday where they literally, I, I, I'm sorry, but. I thought the season was over on that already. No, no, they had, they had another one. I, it, a special bonus episode? Special, but they had a special bonus episode where apparently they thought they were making the case uh, for, you know, why Donald Trump was a criminal. And quite frankly, they did not make their case at all. No, no, they they can't, they, and and they they would continue to not be able to. And it, but it's right. but they are, they are, you know, uh, trying, and they they all believe it. You know, they they believe if we all point at each other, then uh, then then it'll work. Then it's okay. Um, right. It's it's absolutely amazing. Absolutely, you know, Craig. Um, Donald Trump's worth what uh, three billion dollars? About the last time I heard. Yeah. If he could charge a little bit of rent for all the heads he's living in for free. He could be the richest for man free. ever. <laughs> He's living in people's heads for free, yeah, yeah. literally. He'd just get no a doubt. dollar for that. If he'd get a dollar for that. He'd be. A, he'd be. A, you know. He'd double his value. He probably would be close to a trillionaire. Yeah. 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 Of course, you'd have to go worldwide on that one. For him to get to hit trillionaire status, he'd have to go worldwide. Yes, and he could. He could. He, he most definitely could. All right, now this next one is just, I'm trying to figure out exactly what is going on here because supposedly COVID's over. The pandemic is over, right? But that has not stopped the Biden administration from extending the, uh, extending the COVID-19 public health emergency declaration. Now, you and I both know that this has nothing to do. You and I, well, you and I all know, I say you and I, because I'm broader you, but we all know that this has absolutely nothing to do with COVID-19. And this has everything to do with the ability of folks to be able to, uh, how shall we say, uh, the ability of them being able to control. Uh, con control, there you go. To be able, it gives them the ability to do things when there's when it, when it's a state of emergency. They have the ability to do things that they are not are not otherwise authorized to do, and that's what their goal here is. Their goal is to be able to issue out money. Their goal is to be able to control people's behavior. Uh, California, we're still in a quote unquote declaration. We're still under emergency powers of the governor of California. Uh, even though, by once again, by all indications, the pandemic is over. You know, Craig, uh, I think we might be getting some of our info from different places. I, I, I thought that COVID was still here because, well, first off, I, I did hear the president say that COVID was over, right? I heard, heard that part. It was done. And we all, we all know he knows what he's talking about when he's talking, right? Well, that's right. Don't you remember he came out yesterday and said that his son, Bo Biden, died in Iraq from COVID? So, you know, clearly the COVID must be back. Yeah. Right. Clearly it must be back. Yeah. Yeah. It, it came back and went back to the future and killed his son in a country he didn't die in. Yeah. I, dude, I, I have nothing to say about that, except that, that the information coming out of the Biden administration is beyond confusing. And, and not just the information that's coming out of the president, but just the administration as a whole. Why do you still need emergency powers if supposedly, not supposedly, if COVID, basically COVID emergency is gone? And by the way, folks, it is. 
In case you're wondering, COVID is it's still a thing, but it ain't a thing. It, um, yeah, it's it's not a thing. It's not, it's, it's a thing in their in in their minds on the left. You know, like you said, for the purpose of control. It's other than that, it's not a thing anymore. Not a thing at all. Yeah, you got to wonder about these folks sometimes. They got to wonder about them. They're anyway, but. You know, I, I did find, before we, we get off to COVID, I did find this yeah. out, uh, uh, it was actually yesterday, um, Walt, Walt Disney World, right? The uh, Probably one of the, the largest employers in the state of Florida, uh, yeah. definitely in the central Florida area. Uh, if you if you uh, apply for a job there, they won't hire you unless you take a COVID test. Unless you take a COVID test. Got to take a, a COVID test as part of your application process, otherwise you will not be hired. Um, okay, so here's my question. Number one, uh, we do know that COVID tests are incredibly unreliable, in particular when it comes to Omicron, the, the newest, most popular version, right? Well, you must not be taking the, the Mickey Mouse test. You must be taking the wrong, the wrong test. You know? yeah, no, well, <laughs> and then number two, um, if you're taking the test, it's only good for that moment. So what happens when the rest of the year you're working there? Do they require you to take the test every day, every month, every week? I'll give you the best answer I got, Craig. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Right. Okay. I, I just, I'm, just, I'm just passing the info along. I don't, I don't, All right. I don't, I don't have the analysis of it. Uh, but uh, I will. Yeah, just, I will. just found me. I probably wasn't going to say anything, but we started talking about COVID. I wanted to bring it up to you. It's, I hope for some, oh. Hopefully something I have more information on next week to share. Well, I will, uh, I will uh, put that away and keep it for what it's worth. <laughs> there you go, right there. Yep. All right, this next one is actually, we're getting a little, well, kind of away from politics. Um, I know that uh, uh, Mike doesn't follow the NFL, but uh, this is from a team that's not too far away from him, the Tampa Bay Bucks. Uh, the coach there was uh, asked a question uh, regarding it's kind of, it was actually it's kind of funny because he was asked a question uh, during the you know they do normal press press availabilities and stuff like that and uh, Todd Bowles who is the coach there in Tampa Bay was asked a question about uh, about you know coaching against going up against another a fellow black coach uh, uh, talking about Tomlin and uh, well his answer you folks are going to love if you're watching this show. Trust me, I think you are going to love this answer because I think it's pretty much along the same lines that many of us think. You, you and Mike Tomlin are two of the few black head coaches in the league. I wonder what your relationship is like with them and your thoughts on Steve Wilkes joining that poll. I have a very good relationship with Tomlin. Uh, we don't look at what color we are when we coach against each other. We just know each other. I have a lot of very good white friends that coach in this league as well, and I don't think it's a big deal. As far as us being coaching against each other, I think it's normal. Wilkes got an opportunity to do a good job. Hopefully he does it. And we coach ball. We don't look at color. But you also understand that representation matters too, right? And that when young aspiring coaches or even football players, they see you guys, you know, they see someone that looks like them, maybe grew up like them, that has to mean something. Well, when you say you see you guys and look like them and grow up like them, it means that we're eyeballs to begin with. And... I think the minute you guys start stop making a big deal about it, everybody else will as well. All right. So, I, I, I first of all, she might as well have said you people. <laughs> She's like you guys. 
right? But she could have said, you people. It would have been the same thing. It was like, but I agree with him. I'm like, you know, the reason why people, and this, by the way, we're dealing with, with a large number of issues where there are some, I don't know if they're made up. I think a lot of, a lot of these race, race or racism hoaxes, I think a lot of them are hoaxes. But even the ones that aren't, the reason why they're happening, the ones that aren't hoaxes and the ones that are hoaxes, are happening because we have people in, in, in entertainment, people in sports, people in the media, and people in politics who all they want to do is talk about race and identify people by race. And here's the thing. I love what he had to say. Look, I just want to be a good coach. I'm, he's not concerned about being a good black coach. He's concerned about being a good coach. And he's friends with other coaches, not just black coaches. And I just think, I, to me, I agree with him. It's like, I, if I were him, I would, I would ask her, would you ask a white coach the same question? Yeah, that, that would be the right answer, right? But, yeah, it's, it's, it, he said it perfectly. He said, you know, once, once you people stop bringing this up, then uh, <laughs> it'll stop becoming an issue. Well, and, and that's the thing, is that it's these folks who keep bringing this stuff up. And I, don't get me wrong. I, I will be the first to tell you that I'm like this. I, I, I'm not a person who's like race doesn't exist. I believe it informs. It's a part of who I am. But it doesn't define me, right? It's not all. My race is not all that I am, right? It's a bunch of stuff that goes into who I am. But when you have people who that's all they want to identify you as, the worst part about it is those very same people then want to turn around and call you call you the racist because you don't want to see people based on race. Well, it actually makes you an anti-racist racist. So it's, it's, a, it's a triple negative, which means it's reinforced as a positive. So it's a, it's a, you become an anti-racist racist. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, I get... The, the, the funny part is about all of this and all of this stuff in terms of the whole social justice, uh, critical race theory, all of the gobbledygook that they talk about, all the words and the terminology that they use are they don't mean the words don't mean what what they actually mean. If you look them up in the dictionary or what they've tr historically mean, they don't mean the same thing. And so when you start, for example, talking about uh, racism well, you know, racism now is anytime uh, I feel uncomfortable and I am a person of color, what is happening to me is racism. I was at an event last night, a uh, school board event, and we had, uh, it was like all the school boards in our county, and we had some young people there who were some student board members who were talking about racism and mic, they've experienced how they've experienced racism and microaggressions. And I'm like, microaggressions? Really? I'm like, you know, I, I, I so wanted to tell them, you know what? You would not have survived Jim Crow. You wouldn't have. You, you just would have just, you, there's no way you could have survived it. Because I'm like, a mic, explain to me what a microaggression is and exactly why that constitutes institutional racism. Do you want me to explain it? No, no, that's what I want to say to them. <laughs> Oh, oh. oh no! I don't know. I already look. Look, I already know what you're gonna say, and I don't have a bleep button. So, <laughs> very good, very good, good, good. Very good. Uh, if I had a dump button, I'd let you go on and explain it. <laughs> listen, I, I just want next time you're you're there, you're meeting there or your your board meeting, whatever it's called. I yeah. want you to I want you to say I don't think that word means what you think, what it, you means. think it means. Yeah, there you go. I'm going. I matter of fact, I think I am going to do. That. I'm going to one time. I'm going to do. That. I'm going to say. You know, 
I, you keep using that word, but I don't think it means what you think it means. <laughs> <That's> it. <laughs> anyway, so let's move on to our parting shots. And in the name of diversity, uh, since you brought up Disney and we've brought up, uh, you know, equity and inclusion and critical race theory and all of that, Disney is making a remake of Old Yeller. And they want to make sure that it is, well, that it is equitable, that it is providing equity and that it is providing and encouraging diversity. And so their remake of Old Yeller is going to include a different dog. Oh, yep, a nice black lab. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, you figure, hey, we, we got, we, we, you know, we've got, we have a, we had a black Annie. And yep. uh, now we, ha- and then we have a, a black Ariel. So why not a black Old yes. Yeller? There you, there you go. Good boy. Good dog. Good dog. Good dog. I love black labs. Matter of fact, uh, I've had three black labs in my lifetime, and uh, they've all been very, very. I, I've always loved them. Always loved black labs. Black labs but, matter. Black labs matter. <laughs> and that actually leads us to our next one BLM. Black labs matter. No. Black lives matter. Yes, they do, but that's not what I'm looking at here. This one just kind of stood out to me. This is the BLM that we ought to be really getting behind uh, as uh, Democrats are, are working to oppose uh, 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 the overturning of Roe versus Wade. You know, actually people now making decisions at the local level in your state as to, to when life begins. But uh, <coughs> I believe that uh, that ruling basically informed us that babies' lives matter. Yeah, I would concur. Oh, <clears throat> so we're two for two on this one. That's a good one. That's a good one. All right. Now, Mike, this next one, you you know, you, you are you familiar with John Fetterman? Uh, yeah, he was the uh, the boss on uh, Elaine's boss on Seidenfeld that used to. <laughs> do the no, no, no. He is running for Senate uh, in Pennsylvania against Doctor Oz. Anyway, okay. You, are you familiar? Are you have you seen him? He's the lieutenant governor. Uh, he's the guy who basically lived off his parents until he was in like his fifties. Yeah. Uh, he got his first job as lieutenant governor. Yeah, yeah. He's the, um, the hoodie guy. Yeah, he's the hoodie guy. Yeah. So the reason why he wears the hoodies is because he has this what appears to be a growth on his neck, and so he wears the hoodies to kind of hide it. And I, you know, I wasn't going to make a big deal out of it because I'm like, you know what, that's, you know, that's something that he's got to deal with. Except I saw this very, very funny meme, and I had to share it, <laughs> and that is this one. <laughs> My pillow. Well, look at that thing. It looks like for those of you who are just listening, it's got John. It's it's got John Fetterman. He's actually got a a collared shirt on, uh, no tie, but a collared shirt on, and you can you can kind of see the the thing on his neck, and it's got. Uh, Mike Lindell, the My Pillow guy. You know, if you've seen any of his ads, you see he's got this one where he's like holding the pillow. Well, he's holding the the, the thing on Mike Lindell's neck. I mean, on John Fetterman's neck. Uh, you know, I'm normally not one to make fun of someone's infirmities, but or, or issues, but it's funny, so I'm gonna I'm gonna share. That thing looks like he ate his twin in the womb. It's huge. <laughs> It is. It is. And uh, hopefully you would think that the insurance from being lieutenant governor would have covered having it removed. Um, but evidently not. 
Yeah, that guy, That's man. It. Did you see? Did you see the interview? I think it was an NBC interview where he's having problems because of his was says because of his stroke, but you can talk to him and he can't comprehend the words that you're saying. But then they put it on a computer screen; he can read it and then he will respond. Okay, I, I mean, there's stroke does some weird things. I'll yes. say that, you know. Uh, and, and if that's uh, that's his thing, that's his thing. I, I mean, it, 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 yeah, but yeah. you, you, I don't think you should be serving in the Senate if if no, you got no, issues no, no, like no. that. No, definitely no. not. Definitely. That's that is an issue that definitely should that definitely affects your qualification, your quali your your uh, ability, your qualifications to be in the U.S. Senate. I'm just saying. Yeah, so he has to take in the information through through his eyes. He has to see the words. He can't comprehend right. it when it comes through his ears. So right, yeah, got it. That's got a problem. Sort of you, exclusive thing going yeah. on there. Dude, you need to take care of yourself. You need to take the time, take care of yourself because in recovering from a stroke, the the, the amount of stress that's going to be on him as a U.S. senator, it, yeah. it, that's too much, man. You need to take care of yourself. That you don't need to be messing around trying to trying to be a senator. And I'm not a huge doc, Dr. Oz fan. But having said that, uh, I'll still take Dr. Oz over, uh, you know. Over maybe the... maybe Dr. Oz can remove that hunchback thing off his th off his neck there. Hey, that'd be a good way to win some campaign some, some campaign there points. There you go. There you go. There you go. All right. Well, hey, looks like we're getting near the end here. So let's go ahead and give another shout out to our sponsors. Shout out Hitman Industries, hitmanindustries.net. Check them out. You can get a barrel for your AR rifle for a build. Listen, it's a great place to go get barrels. Uh, go hitmanindustries.net and get what you can. Go to the California Republican Assembly. Help them out fighting a good fight behind the enemy lines. They could always use your dollar dollar bills. And then, of course, we've got some awesome tactical gear, combat gear. Go to uscombatgear.com. That's right, folks. In particular, I want to go back and make sure to point out CRA has their list of candidates that they've endorsed from dog catcher all the way up to uh, governor. Uh, well, actually, not up to governor, but all, all of the statewide races, all the congressional races, all the legislative races, and even the local races. Make sure you go there. Check it out. If you live in California, go there. Check it out so you'll know who to vote for. And even if you don't live in California, you want to know who to vote for in California. Go there and check it out. Go there and check it out. With that, uh, well, it's about our time to go. I hope you guys enjoy the weekend. I hope you get a chance to send a few rounds downrange. And if not, well, I hope you get a chance to uh, put a few back. In any case, thank you so much for joining us. And we will talk to you again on Monday. See you then.